This episode of the Bicycle Touring Pro Adventure Podcast is brought to you by GoBicycleTouring.com. With more than 700 guided and self-guided bicycle tours available in hundreds of different countries all around the world, GoBicycleTouring is the ultimate resource for discovering your next cycling holiday. Book your dream bike tour today at GoBicycleTouring.com. Tyler and I met online, and I was living in Illinois at the time, and he was living in Minnesota. And uh, we'd been dating long distance for about two months when he texted me. He was like, do you want to sell everything you own and go bike around Africa with me? And so I was like, sure. And then I realized a little bit later that he was totally serious. So then I was like, oh, well, oh, well, okay, let's talk about this for a little bit. And so it started from there, and we just started researching and reading, and it ended up being like a two-year trip from Scotland to Southeast Asia. And of course, plans evolved drastically from there, but that was sort of the, the beginning of it all. Welcome to the Bicycle Train Pro Adventure Podcast. I'm Darren Alf. The Bicycle Train Pro Adventure Podcast is where the world's most interesting and experienced bikers, campers, travelers, and adventurers of all sort come together to share their stories and teach you how to live an exciting and adventurous life. We've created this show to assist, inspire, and motivate you to get outside, see the world, meet new people, make new friends, and live a life of true adventure. In today's show, I'll be talking with Tara Allen, the author of the popular bicycle touring cookbook, Bike Camp Cook. Tara and her boyfriend Tyler spent two years cycling from Scotland to Southeast Asia, during which time Tara worked to develop both the content and the recipes for this beautifully written and photographed cookbook. In my interview with Tara today, you're going to hear about all the necessary gear you need to prepare easy and delicious meals while traveling the world by bike. Plus, you'll learn how to carry all the necessary equipment, food, and spices on your bicycle, how to find new foods to experiment with on your travels, and you'll get a bunch of other tips for eating well while living on the road. So the first half of the book or so is all pretty much everything I've learned about cooking on the road, Um, and then the second half is recipes. So in the first half, I do... uh, teach you like what to bring along and how to pack it and what you'll need to make all these recipes. Um, I love, I think the most important thing for me is to bring along a bag of spices. To me, that makes everything easier. Um, You could be in the middle of nowhere with only access to some really crappy old noodles or something, you know, or some weird ingredients. But if you have your bag of spices, then you can pretty much make anything palatable. Um, So definitely a bag of spices. And then I go through and talk about um, basically the difference between your staples, which are the things you want to carry along, and then what you buy occasionally to supplement that. Um, So in terms of staples, I like to carry maybe like a grain, and not a ton of this grain, but some of it, like a little rice, some rice, enough for a couple meals, or some oats. Um, I carry a bit of flour around with me, maybe a couple of cups 
and that's good for crepes and thickening sauces and pancakes or whatever else I feel like making. Um, I always have salt. I usually have a box of pasta tucked in the back somewhere. Generally a few potatoes and onions and garlic. Maybe a can of beans. Um, a little jar or a little bottle of soy sauce, thing of peanut butter, maybe dried fruit and nuts. Always butter and always cheese. And maybe some bread and honey. Chocolate, always chocolate. And then always something for emergencies, like a couple packets of ramen or something like that. Yeah, okay. <laughs> but but yeah, uh, so like all those things you mentioned, like they sound really good, but it, it sounds like a lot. How much space is that taking up on your bicycle, for example? Um, I use, I have one large pannier that I call my cooking pannier. And in it, I have um, all my cooking equipment as well as most of the staples. And then in a small pannier, I have like snacks or ramen or a couple of potatoes and stuff like that. Mm. So it's really, for me, it's maybe one large pannier and one small pannier. Yeah. But it just depends. Like for us, when you're traveling, you know, as a couple or as a group, that's a lot easier to pull off because obviously you can share space between the two. As a solo cyclist, um, it would definitely be harder to to pull off some of these things. And so you just have to probably alternate more, you know, not have so many staples and just focus on one thing at a time, probably. I, I haven't told you this before, but I am possibly the world's worst cook. Uh, like I have a rule that if it has more than three ingredients, it's too complicated for me. And, and, and water is one of those ingredients, you know? So like oatmeal with raisins, for example, like that's about as complicated as I get, um, sometimes sadly, but, but I, I've all, I've wanted to learn to cook, but I've never had anybody teach me, you know? Yeah. And I feel like, um, so that's why I do like your book, uh, is like, I felt like after reading it, I could tackle some of these recipes that you had in there because um i think some traditional recipes like there's like 16 ingredients or something like that and i'm thinking i can't do that on a bike tour you know where some of your recipes in there really maybe they aren't three ingredients but it, the list isn't a mile long either you know like it, you really could make some of these things while you're on the road i'm glad that you said that because while I say that this is written for all bike tourists and whatever, and it is, but in my heart of hearts, what makes me the most happy is when, I'm going to sort of generalize here, single dude bike tourists go off and they eat like crap. <laughs> they eat yeah. horribly. And on our trip, we would meet all these guys and they would be living on like bread and like, that's it. Or like, ratty bananas I'm like oh if you only knew that it was not hard to cook food on a tour your life would be different and so what makes me the happiest is when I get notes from people and they're like thank you for teaching my husband how to cook or like just like I can do this and I'll get pictures from guys who are making like you know one of my pasta dishes with like shrimp or something and I'm like yes good job that's awesome um 
So anyway, it makes me happy to hear that uh, you found them to be doable or inspiring at all. My entire um, camp kit consists of a folding knife and a spork, and that's it. And a lighter. I got a lighter. A lighter. Do you um, have a stove? No, no stove. No stove. Um, Good thing you have a lighter, though. <laughs> yeah, well, the lighter is just in case I want to make a campfire, which I've only done that once this whole year. So there's some unnecessary weight right there. But yeah, I mean, I decided along, uh, I guess a couple of years ago, that I was just going to replace the the stove and the pot and, and the stuff that I used to carry for cooking with all the electronics that I'm now carrying, you know, my computer and the microphone mm-hmm. and the three camera lenses and all that kind of stuff. Um, what, what do you think? I mean, I've like pared it down to three things, um, but what is like the bare minimum? Like you mentioned a cutting board and stuff like that in your book. What is the bare minimum that you would recommend for someone that actually like wants to eat good on a bike tour? Yeah. Bare, absolute, absolute bare minimum. Uh, you're going to need a stove. Um, I recommend the Whistle Light, or they make um, slightly smaller ones, too, if you're not going to be cooking you know, all that often, but you want to have a stove, they make super tiny ones, too. And then whatever fuel canister fits along with your stove. You'll need one pot, one pan. These can sit together in a nice, compact bundle that, you know, straps in on itself. Camp cookware is pretty good these days. So a pot, a pan, a wooden spoon. And then um, there are these great, like, dishes. They're Cedar Summit makes them, and they are, I think, silicone. They have silicone sides that collapse, and then the bottoms of them are cutting boards. Hmm. So, for instance, there's, a, like, a collapsible bowl, uh, and then the bottom of it's a, cup, a cutting board. So you could have one of those, um, and that would be your bowl and your cutting board, and a knife. Yeah. Just like a pocket knife, whatever. Something to light the f- stove with. Yeah. Right, a lighter. Yeah, lighter. Um, What's the wood? What is the wooden spoon for? Do I actually need a wooden spoon? Can I just use my spork or? Um, you could if you're actually cooking stuff though. Um, you're gonna want to stir it around quite a bit, and with nonstick pans, you don't want to scratch the surface, um, or it will eventually chip off, and that's not good. So. Uh, I always use a wooden spoon. I used to have these like super light specific camping cooking spoons and stuff and they ended up melting after like two uses. So I chucked them and a wooden spoon is really all you need. So uh, what, what about, what about cleaning stuff? Soap and. So if you're just bare minimum, you could get away with no cleaning stuff. Um, I always carry a little bit of dish soap with me. I, Try for it to be something eco-friendly so that if I'm free camping, um, I don't have to worry about, you know, the environment that I'm in getting polluted from my dish soap. Um, But if you're using nonstick, most of the time, you can get away with just having a slice of bread or something and wiping stuff clean. I mean, obviously, if you're living a quote-unquote normal life, this is not sanitary, but on a bike tour, who cares, really? What what advice do you have for people that are uh, vegetarian or vegan? Um, well, I'm not the the best person to uh, to speak to this, especially the vegan uh, thing, because they, I don't know. There are a lot of people that travel while they travel and are vegan, and they seem to survive just fine. Um, 
As far as vegetarian, I think it'd be a lot easier. Um, as far as recipes in my cookbook, um, honestly, most of them are vegan and vegetarian. And like almost all of them are at least vegetarian. I think I have like two or three recipes that are actually have meat in them. Um, and the reason for that is because I think bike touring by nature, we end up eating far less meat because we don't have refrigerators. And so, um, you know, really the only time we would eat meat is if we found a store right before we were going to camp for the night. Mm. At least for vegetarians, I'd say, you know, don't, don't be shy and don't let that stop you from traveling and enjoying yourself because, and from cooking your own food because, you know, everyone's going to eat significantly less meat on a bike tour anyway. All right, it's time for the micro question speed round. Are you ready? Oh, I'm ready. Okay, so I ask the question and you give me a quick answer. Um, okay. What's your favorite food? Um, uh, Mine's ice cream. Um, pod thai. What? What's that? Pod thai. Yeah. What is it's it? It's a it's a Thai noodle dish with uh, peanuts and tamarind and soy sauce. And... Hmm. Uh, what's your least favorite food? Uh, I had a dish in Vietnam that was some kind of fish cooked in this sauce that tasted like poop. Yeah. Uh, I, I have eaten a few meals on my travels that I can still taste, like, and not in a good way, you know? <laughs> How long can you keep cheese in your panniers before it goes bad? <laughs> um, it depends on the cheese. A hard cheese like Parmesan, I can usually keep for as long as it takes to eat it. A softer cheese, like a cheddar cheese or something like that, yeah, I'd say a week. If there's any mold on it, just cut it off. It'll be fine. And the last question, what are you making for dinner tonight? That's a good question. Actually, we're going over to some friend's house, and they are making curry. And I think I'm going to make some kind of, maybe some sort of flatbread to bring along. We'll see. Hmm. Nice. Thanks for listening to the Bicycle Touring Pro Adventure Podcast. If you'd like to learn how to conduct your own incredible bicycle touring adventures, travel the world, eat delicious foods, and create experiences you'll remember for the rest of your life, be sure to visit the website at BicycleTouringPro.com for the world's largest collection of information, tools, and resources you can use to conduct your very own bike touring adventures. I'm Darren Alf. This has been the Bicycle Touring Pro Adventure Podcast. And thanks again to our guest this week, Tara Allen, the author of Bike Camp Cook. Be sure to check out the show notes for a link back to Tara's website where you can learn more about her travels by bike and pick up either a digital ebook or printed paperback copy of Bike Camp Cook. Is there is it is there a certain amount of just experimentation and in, in trying something and going oh gosh that's horrible <laughs> or oh gosh that's amazing? <laughs> I guess both. Um, the way that I have the book set up is that I have recipes uh, delineated by well it says basically what level of experience you need to have to attempt the recipe. 
uh, not that you can't do it anyway, but um, I like if people really have never cooked before, I want people to, first of all, read the first half of the book that tells you <laughs> what you need to know. And second of all, start with the beginner recipes. Really follow the recipe. I give so many hints. I mean, it's really written for beginner cooks. If you actually really know how to cook, you can gloss over a lot of things. There's, I mean, a lot of it is very specifically for beginner cooks. Um, so really follow the recipes, especially the beginner recipes. So until you get some experience under your belt and then move on to the more difficult ones. Um, and then also what I really love is approaching it like an adventure. I mean, this whole thing is an adventure, so why not try it? And so what if it fails? Or so what if you decide you like different spices? Like, you know, you can try it next time. And uh, I really encourage people in my book to, to just experiment and let loose and just enjoy it. <laughs>